Welcome to another episode of Empowering Women's Wellness, where we explore the intricacies of health and wellness. I'm Dr. Misty Sens, and today's episode, we will continue talking about the different thyroid conditions and some very important testing to help look for root causes to hypothyroidism. So last episode, we talked about the thyroid gland, what it does and how it works. I briefly spoke about pattern one of the six patterns of low thyroid and the minimum tests to assess physiology, thyroid function, and underlying thyroid low triggers to low thyroid. So if you didn't catch that episode, go back and check it out. Today, we're going to dive a bit deeper into pattern one, because this is how we have all been assessed by our MDs at one time or another with our thyroid. So as I said, there are six patterns. We know that pattern one is the only pattern MDs look at and treat. So pattern one called primary hypothyroidism, this is a lack of hormone production at the thyroid gland itself. At least that's the assumption. So if blood levels of T4 remain low, TSH will be chronically elevated. Patients are then prescribed synthetic hormones, which as a side note, Synthroid and Levothyroxine are only T4, not T3, the active hormone. So you can still have all the symptoms of low thyroid, even with T4, if T4 isn't converting to T3, but we'll talk about that later. So you take the Synthroid that T4 raises and TSH gets shut off and returns to normal. So now you're considered fine. Everything is good. Remember though, this still doesn't answer the why. So why is the TSH high? And why isn't the thyroid producing enough hormones if that's truly the case? So in my world, in the functional world, I'm going to go look at that chain of command. So remember that your hypothalamus gets triggered and then that stimulates your pituitary to stimulate the thyroid to release hormones, and then the gut, kidney, and liver have to convert that hormone into the free T3. That free T3 then has to catch a ride on thyroid uh, globulin or, you know, thyroid binding, a thyroid binding hormone, uh, I'm sorry, thyroid binding protein in your cells. And then that um, thyroid binding protein brings that free T3 to all your cells, right? So I'm also going to look at, look, for why the thyroid is not producing hormones. So first, what does the thyroid need? Well, the thyroid makes thyroid hormones using zinc, iodine, iron, selenium, amino acids like tyrosine, fat-soluble vitamins like vitamin D and vitamin E, B12, magnesium, vitamin C, and the enzyme thyroid peroxidase. But it's not enough to just take these supplements or eat these nutrients from your foods. You have to assess if your body is assimilating these nutrients or if the nutrients are being blocked from uptake. So to do this, we have to look at the gut, kidney, and liver function. We have to look if there's inflammation in the body. We have to look for blood sugar imbalances. We have to look at stressors, both internal and external stressors to the body. We have to look for hidden infections. We have to look for autoantibodies and other toxins that will prevent the body from using the very nutrients that the thyroid needs to function. So the one I'm going to talk about here today is the autoantibody because 90% of hypothyroid conditions are a result of this. The autoantibody of TPO, thyroid peroxidase antibody. See, our body uses the enzyme TPO or thyroid peroxidase 
to make thyroid hormone. But if our immune system is mistakenly making the autoantibody to TPO that basically blocks the enzyme from helping the thyroid to make the hormone, and now the thyroid can't do its job. It's not a thyroid issue, but an immune system issue. The immune system is producing the antibody, TPO, because the immune system is stressed out and it's being triggered by the very things I just spoke about, nutritional deficiencies, stress, toxins, and infections, et cetera. Now, the thing is, the MDs don't test for this. And the reason is because their treatment doesn't change. You're still prescribed medication to artificially raise up T4 to stop the release of TSH. But this does nothing for the autoimmune. So that problem is still going on. Your thyroid is being destroyed. You still feel like crap and the doctor says you're fine. So you must dig and you, you got to find the triggers to the immune system and, indre- and address those. And this is where the blood work I spoke about in the last episodes comes into play. But it's not enough to have the blood work. You must have someone who knows how to read the blood work look for those answers. So I'm going to talk about a very important test that looks at the immune system. But first, I want to talk about the second pattern of hypothyroidism because the testing is the same. So pattern number two is hypothyroidism secondary to a pituitary hypofunction. So remember, the pituitary secretes TSH. That's thyroid-stimulating hormone to tell the thyroid to make and release thyroid hormone. But what if your pituitary gland never sends out enough TSH to stimulate the thyroid? A blood test would result in low levels of TSH, which your MD would assume your thyroid is either a normal working thyroid or you are hyperthyroid, meaning you're making too much hormone. Now, the most common cause of low TSH is a suppressed pituitary gland. So what suppresses the pituitary gland? Well, chronic stress. So constant bombardment of the pituitary gland by adrenal hormones causes the pituitary to shut down with the added side effect of decreasing TSH output. So your thyroid's not being stimulated to make hormone for you. So again, it's not a thyroid issue, it's pituitary issue. Other issues that suppress the pituitary are inflammation, infections, toxins, chemicals, either chemical or environmental toxins, heavy metals, et cetera, and thyroid medication itself. So if the doctor only tests for TSH, he or she would assume that thyroid function was normal as long as it's between 0.5 and 5.5 on their lab sheet. And remember, we want to see that TSH at 1.8 to 2.5. So even though your labs say you're normal, you don't feel normal because the pituitary isn't telling your thyroid to do its job when it gets below 1.8 and not enough thyroid hormones going out to the body. So yeah, according to the doctor, your TSH is fine, but you're not fine because you're not getting the hormone that you need. Or you could be on too much medication and both scenarios are not good. If prescription thyroid medication is being used, it may have initially helped with symptoms like it did with me and many of my patients. However, this is a dangerous course of treatment because flooding the system with thyroid hormone causes the pituitary to be suppressed even further and increases in hormone in the blood can cause the cells to become resistant to thyroid hormones themselves, similar to an insulin resistance. 
And then eventually the pituitary thyroid communication could be permanently lost, requiring a lifelong dependence to prescription medications. So I'm not telling you to stop taking your medication. That's not what I'm telling you at all. I'm just saying that oftentimes our TSH, it goes really high. The doctor assumes you have hypothyroidism. So they give you synthetic hormone, but then the TSH goes really, really low. So now they're, they're assuming that you have too much hormone, which could be very possible. Um, and so, um, you know, they lower your medication, but you're still getting medication and that medication is building up in the bloodstream, keeping that TSH low. And over time that causes your cells to become resistant to actually using the thyroid hormone itself. Now, the other thing that can cause stress to the pituitary is um, postpartum depression. The stresses of pregnancy and birth can rapidly suppress the pituitary leading to symptoms of hypothyroidism. So postpartum uh, is also a trigger to autoimmunity against the thyroid. And that's what happened to me after the birth of my second child. So I said I would discuss how we assess the immune system using simple tests. And this test also addresses some of the stressors to the pituitary, like hidden infections, infections like H. pylori, yeast, fungi, viral infections, Epstein-Barr virus, parasites, food reactions, and allergies. So this test is the CBC with differential, and the test has to have the differential on it. And what we look at is we look at the total amount of white blood cells. But here's the thing, the total amount of white blood cells could be within normal and so we want to then look at the five types of white blood cells in the body, the neutrophils, lymphocytes, monocytes, eosinophils, and basophils. We want to look at those five tests. So if the white blood cells are normal, they're between five and eight, that still doesn't mean everything is good. Although most doctors will tell you you're fine, but we have to look at that breakdown of those five white blood cells. So neutrophils need to be at 60%. So we want to look at the percent. There's ap- You'll see an absolute and you'll see a percentage mark um, on your tests. And so we want to go with the percentage. So neutrophils should be at 60%, lymphocytes at 30%, monocytes at 7%, eosinophils at 3%, and basophils at 1%. Now really quickly, because I'm running out of time here, neutrophils should be, if they go high, That's usually an indicator of some type of a bacterial infection or a fungal infection, inflammation, thyroiditis, stress, lymphocytes, when they're elevated is a sign of a viral infection, monocytes, when they're elevated, a sign of a viral infection, when they go really high, Epstein-Barr, eosinophils and basophils, both of those, when those are elevated, that can indicate Uh, Food sensitivities, parasites, and eosinophils specifically can indicate problems with asthma. So I'll talk more about these later on, but you now have what those normal levels should be. And when they go out of the norm, that's a problem. So remember, it's important to seek professional guidance for proper diagnosis and personalized treatment. Again, this podcast is not to take the place of your doctor's recommendations, but to help you take proactive steps toward improving your health through natural approaches. All right. So that's all the time I have. So tune in next time to talk about hypothyroidism pattern three. So take care.